This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week. It's blue, it's white, it's effing dynamite. evening and welcome to the Wednesday Week, your Sheffield Wednesday podcast in association with the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane. My name's Victoria and I have two very hunky men beside me tonight. Oh yes, it's every housewife's dream. Mr. Eddie Hoyland, good evening. How are you? Uh, good evening, Vic. I've got a question for you. Um, do you like 11 inches? <laughs> do I like what? 11 inches. I've heard that's that I is do, how the gentleman yeah. really I mean, It's a little bit off a foot longer at Subway, but actually that's how long a foot, foot long at Subway is. So, you know, as long as it's a meat feast, I'm all happy. Um, Fudge, <laughs> good evening. How are you? <laughs> was that was that a... Uh, well, we know Eddie's always off skiing. I'm assuming that was a snow reference. Is, is that what that was? I... Uh, or was it just inappropriate banter that we started to, to set the tone of this podcast early doors? Yeah, I think I think we're just setting the tone. I think <laughs> while James is away, the lads, lads, lads will yeah, play. Yeah. Oh, he's going to listen to this just <laughs> tutting away the whole way through it, isn't he? Oh, he is. He's going to be fuming, isn't he? He's going to be moaning about the content, <laughs> the, like the quality, the recording. Oh, everything's going to piss him off. Shall we talk about yeah. Wolves away? Yeah, yeah. Or shall we talk about Chelsea away, my friends? Now, before we kick off, I wanted to address something that's obviously not been mentioned at all this week, um, which were the pre-match comments from Rude Hullet and Danny <coughs> Murphy. Obviously, there was a lot of stuff went on Twitter about it at the time. Um, I was sat at home watching it because I'm an armchair fan, and I was appalled by the comments that were made. What did you two think of it? We we both I know Fudge you were there. Eddie I assume you were there unless you were on a slope somewhere. What did you think? Uh, I, I we we very rarely, especially the BBC, you don't get um that kind of journalism where they've literally opened the show and gone, there's a football match tonight. By the way, Steve Bruce, he's a bit of a dickhead, isn't he? Um, they literally went for us. It felt like, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, when we were it was obviously still in the championship, but when we first got back into the championship and every time we were on Sky, they would just slag us off. You know, you just you just felt like we were the unwanted yeah. uh, party. And uh, it felt a bit like that, that they just went. Before they even mentioned, they basically go, oh, you know, by the way, Chelsea just had a record signing, you know, uh, world famous player. By the way, Steve Bruce has gone to Wednesday, but he's not started yet because uh, because they don't, he said he's, he's not going to come now. And uh, and what a bunch of idiots they are. And Steve Bruce is an idiot as well. <sighs> you know what? I really It really upset me because I think we all knew a little bit of the, the background behind it. But these are top level professional pundits and have done no research whatsoever into the situation. And so uh, with no right of reply either, 
I think at the time I was angry, but actually I thought you're hanging yourselves out to dry because there's a right to reply, isn't there? And God knows uh, there was some replies, not only from Steve, but first from his son. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, Alex Bruce came out and did what we would all do. He stuck up for his dad um, and he stuck up for his dad very, very reasonably, very coherently. You know, there was no abuse thrown. He just stood out there and he said, look, if you've been through the year that my dad's had, you would fully respect his decision. The club haven't had a problem. No Wednesday fans have had a problem. He's going in to do a good job for them. Why Why is everyone kicking off? And I think, you know, that was that was like testament to Steve Bruce himself it all it all matches up there's nothing dodgy about any of this is there at no point does this seem like an illegitimate reason to not join Sheffield Wednesday before 1st of February there's no dodginess about it obviously like Alex Scott um on match of the day the other night she you know she gets a lot of stick at the moment mainly because she's female um and on the BBC obviously Gabby Logan seems to have got away with that for a while but I think she just, you know, she's Gabby Logan now. It just doesn't matter. You know, she's a woman or whatever. But um, they both seem to talk the most sense out of the whole thing and they seem to have read into it and both her. I, I assume, and I don't know if this is wrong or right, I assume Gabby has a bit of an affinity to Sheffield Wednesday anyway, a.k.a. Dad being Terry Yorath. But I, I don't know for definite. Um, but obviously Steve Bruce has since come out and made a response to that, to the Telegraph. Fudge, have you seen his response? Yeah, yeah, I, I felt it was a bit unnecessary. I, I you know, I, 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 part of me kind of wishes that that he went. Well, we all know what's gone off. They clearly didn't. Let's move on. Let's get on with life. Do you know what I mean? I, I kind of felt I didn't yeah. like it that he he had to say something about it, and and that's how, and and I think by virtue of the fact that he's had to do that, it, it shows just how deep and how far ill-advised and ill-researched comments from people like Danny Murphy and Rudely can go. And 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 I think I think the Wednesday fans took it very personally. I mean, I am mm-hmm. very rarely do you see people apologise for comments. Do you know what I mean? And, and and I'm actually like, you know, fair play, Danny. You know, you you came out and said, look, I he made himself look a bit more stupid, but he did it. He endeavoured to try and apologise for it, but then went, I got given the wrong information. Well, you know, if you don't know about it, don't comment on it. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like ringing me up and, and asking me about the about the Forest Green podcast. Well, you know the lads are uh, <laughs> the lads are all build, builders, makers, and candlestick makers, and uh, and uh, we'll try and build on three points. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just it's just nonsensical. If you don't know about it, shut the fuck up. Like it's as simple as that. Obviously. Like, for those who haven't seen it, and I think I completely agree that, you know, you shouldn't have to come out and do that, but there are still people who will not have been on Twitter. You know, there's a different generation that won't be using Twitter that will just literally go off what the BBC says. And I do think, in a way, it's good that he came out and said what he said. I'll just read you the the short statement that he made, um, just in case anyone who's listening hasn't heard it. Um, He said, I've had two operations and I've been recovering in Barbados. I did not hide anything from Sheffield Wednesday and they were perfectly happy with the plan. It was done with their full support. I wouldn't have taken the job if they were not aware of the situation and what I needed to have done. I was completely open and honest with them and we talked about me taking the job. When we talked about me taking the job. It's extremely disappointing that people have tried to make something negative out of it. People have to realise that I had an extremely tough year in 2018, losing both of my parents and I promised those close to me that I'd take a break. It took a lot out of me emotionally. It really did. And this is something I needed to do. I think, you know, I've, I've mentioned a few times on this show and, you know, you guys obviously know me in real life. And we've talked about, you know, my dad's been poorly over the last few years. And it's got to the point where I've literally removed his phone from his hand in hospital where he's been answering emails while he's undergoing cancer treatment because he's that way inclined. He's married to his job. He loves his job. He's an engineer. That's what he does. And I've had to stop him before. So I really, I really feel for the Bruce family about this whole thing. I really want to just protect them and just say, like, just back off a minute. Like, I, I don't get it. If it's any other job, you work a notice period. You know, the amount of managers that don't start new jobs because they're still on gardening leave with their old clubs and they want to get the maximum payout. And actually, this guy's had two operations. He's lost both parents. He's given up his life for the last 40 years plus for football. 
He wanted to go and watch the fucking cricket. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and how disrespectful is it to Wednesday as a club as well to say, oh, yeah, oh, little Sheffield Wednesday, um, they, they'll take whatever they're given. Uh, you know, that yeah. Steve, would Steve you have done that to Man United? Up, yeah. Well, well, sure. Would both I mean, his parents still be dead? Yes, they would, rude. I'm sorry. It makes no difference whether it's Man United, Barcelona or Forest Green. You know, poor old Forest Green tonight. But it is what it is. He said what he wanted to do. And like we said last time we talked about it, it gives Chancery such, in my eyes, I have the utmost respect for Mr Chancery for accepting that, for sitting back and going, yeah, all right, if you want to give me two caretaker managers in the meantime and you tell me they can do a job, I'll trust you. I know that you're exactly what the fans have been asking me for. They've wanted a character, an English manager and an old school gaffer. I've given them that. They've just got to wait a few weeks. And you know what? Mr. Chancery is putting his cock on the block with this a little bit because what he's saying with this is, um, I identified the manager that I wanted he said, yes, I'm interested in this job, but these are my conditions. And there's probably conditions attached as far as spending is concerned. There's probably conditions attached in terms of the play, uh, the uh, the staff that he can bring with him. But he has said, number one, I am not going to sit on that bench at Hillsborough until the 1st of February because, for whatever reason, you know, forget forget what it is. Now we know from the horse's mouth exactly the reason why. But there was a time when we thought, Oh, he, he, you know, he'd spent the last 25 years, 30 years in football without a break. And on his bucket list was going to watch cricket in Antigua. Brilliant. Good luck to him. He's got that chance to do it. Mr. Chancery has said, you know what? I'm going to say that you are the right guy for this job. And I am therefore willing to give you, uh, you know, the the um, the latitude with your, the demands that you have. Now, that is, that's cock on the block time. Because if Steve Bruce is not, the right guy for the job. This is Mr. Chancery's hire. This is not someone that he has been told that he needs to get in. This is not someone who's been given um, inside information from, uh, you know, from a, a, a you know, transfer committee or an advisory board or whatever. This is his signing as a manager. And he's made it very, very clear that he's doing this, not as a last throw of the dice necessarily, but this is the last time right now that we are going to be able to make the sort of signing that we have done as a manager. And we'll we'll see where it goes from now. But this time, for the first time probably, Dayfon Chancery has put his head above the parapet and said, if this doesn't work, then, you know, I know that it's on me. Yeah, I, I think, I think we've got a lot to answer for as well. As, mm-hmm. uh, as fans, I think, uh, I think we're part of that... Uh, that signing as well, I think you know all these um, online sneaking around he's been doing. I, I, I wonder if he uh, if he follows us. I wonder if he's got access to the Sheffield Wednesday um, Twitter account. And that's where he gets his information and then sees sees which one which manager gets whinged about the least, and then uh, then makes a decision based on that. <laughs> his you know son I mean? follows I, me on and Twitter, let's not forget, and I once got abused for that. Oh, that's meant. <laughs> and, um, and let's not let's not forget as well that you know. England got absolutely spanked at the bloody cricket, like you know what I mean. But he's absolutely chomping at the bit to put that behind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just absolutely capitulated. There was a part of me watching that going, "Yes, he's going to be really angry now. He's going to come back with something to prove." <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I, I tell you what, I say Alex has just signed for my mate's dad, hasn't he? He's gone to sign for Kilmarnock as well in uh, in the other day. So uh, I think we've got a pipeline there, lads. We'll get him on the show. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll start. I'll send a message on and see what we can get. Like, we'll see if we can uh, tap Do it. it. Can you imagine? Do it. The scenes. The scenes. Anyway, I, I, talking about Sunday, guys, and obviously watching the BBC, there was actually a pretty big game of football on the telly as well, and we should probably talk about it. <laughs> obviously, the result went absolutely to shit. Not as much as we probably expected it would. We kind of... We, I think we all said we played all right. We all know we're not going to beat Chelsea anytime soon, so we were fine with it. But obviously, I want to come first of all, within the first quarter of the game, um, VAR slash penalty slash drop ball. Eddie, just just go with it, mate. Just tell me tell me what you feel. It was it, That was the high point, wasn't it? You know, so it's a Sunday tea time. Everyone's had their Sunday lunch. We've probably had a few by that point and, and everyone's settling in for an evening of it. And the scene was set with um, like a literally ludicrous 
NFL style fireworks display, you know, uh, blow torches <laughs> going off. The you lights guys were there, weren't you? The, oh, the, we- the, the Wednesday fans were abs- no, no. I, I was watching it. I just got back from skiing. Hashtag oh, yeah. middle class lifestyle. <laughs> uh, just got back from skiing that day, <laughs> and uh, all I could hear throughout all of that was the Wednesday fans just singing, "What the fucking, what the fucking, what the fucking hell is that?" And it was because the FA Cup is no longer that thing. That is how you introduce WrestleMania or the Super Bowl. Taylor or- Smith. You know, or, yeah, well, yeah, 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 probably. Or Paul Denan live on stage. It's <laughs> top class, A list. You know that. You know, it's it's very Hollywood, isn't it? The third, uh, fourth round of the FA Cup, um, albeit on the BBC national telly, that's not how you do it. And I think for us, I know we've been out of the Premier League a little bit, but I haven't seen that too many times, even in the Mickey Mouse world that we live in now in the Premier League. So. Um, I, I, I tell you what, I tell you, Eddie, I, I've Go got on. I've got a bit of an issue with it, and 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 I'm I'm going to surprise you here, but as as football fans and not Sheffield Wednesday fans, football fans across the country, we have this snobbery that it's not even a snobbery that if football isn't going up to game with us dad and getting a pie in a program for three pound yeah. and chanting his heart out and swinging a rattle, if anybody tries anything different, we mock it. We take the it's piss. We, you know really? I mean? it, exactly. It is. It, it, it's a reverse snobbery. We have to try and make it shit. So, that, like you said, the NFL is all singing, all dancing, fireworks. And so somebody's gone, here's a stadium full of people, like they have a stadium full of people. Let's put on a bit of show for them. I mean, Wolves do that thing with the music, don't they, and end up firing yeah. uh, fireworks into their into their own fans, I mean, apparently, Wolf if you see the video. But, um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But we, we we tend to like taking the piss, but then we forget that kids like it. Do you know what I mean? Imagine being a kid and going to yeah. uh, and going to that game and seeing that. But for some reason, yeah, I like must admit, I did think I mean, about right. obviously our Dicky and he took his two lads away, didn't he, for the week uh, for the weekend to go and watch the game. And I, yeah. I did think about them, and I thought for those two lads, you know, it's the first time they're ever going to go to a stadium like Stamford Bridge, and it's going to be lit up with fireworks, with loud music, like a rock concert, you know, and they are watching the big stars that they're watching on Saturday tea time, uh, well, Saturday 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, you know. They, they, so, yeah, I get that. For the kids, you know, it was probably a nice nice thing to see. But, I mean, if that had have happened, can we just flip it a minute? I know we've got off VAR slash penalty slash drop ball altogether. But, no, I'm coming to that, don't worry. But <laughs> but if this had been on a Tuesday night at home at Hillsborough against Millwall, <laughs> can you imagine? Seriously. No, I cut of course. And and actually I think it probably felt a little bit less real because even for us, you know, that was a big cup draw for us, away at Chelsea, top class Premier League team, blah, blah, blah. Um, it even felt a little bit silly for Wednesday fans. If that had been the, you know, FA Cup quarterfinals or semifinals and it was, you know, Man City against Man United or Chelsea against Arsenal or Arsenal against Spurs or one of these, yeah, you can absolutely understand it. But Tuesday night, I went to Man U against Burnley um, at Old Trafford. The first time I've been to Old Trafford in a while, it was packed out. There wasn't, they, don't, they still don't even have a bloody screen at Old Trafford. They've got an old school scoreboard. There was no bells and whistles. It was just about the football. It was the you know seventy five thousand fans, whatever they've got there nowadays. Um, and you know they they make the atmosphere. It felt like Chelsea were trying to create an atmosphere and make that game bigger than it was. And you know, bless them, them hosting Sheffield Wednesday in the FA Cup is not a big match for Chelsea. So I can understand why. And I take your point, Vic, that for the kids. That's great. But I think even Reese and Riley or, you know, my son Tom, they've seen enough football to know that that is not the way that we do football. It's not the NFL. It's not the Harlem Globetrotters. It's not anything else. It is football. And there's a, there's a way that we do it. And yes, maybe we are curmudgeonly and we're like, oh, don't want any, any faffing about with this. Let's just get on and play a game. Um, but that's the way that we've had it. And that's the way that we like it. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether it was the right thing or the wrong thing. I found it faintly ridiculous, but 
at least it made it feel like a bit of a special occasion. And without further ado, let's talk about the game uh, because the <laughs> highlight for us, the high point of the entire game was we got given a penalty. There was very, very little happened for the first 25 minutes. Uh, Chelsea weren't dominating us. We were showing nothing. We had nothing in the locker whatsoever. And then all of a sudden, we get the penalty. Um, everyone's happy. It's going to be brilliant. It goes to VAR. The first time that Sheffield Wednesday have had any kind of VAR uh, anywhere near this beautiful club. Um, and say... Suffice to say that we will not be wanting VAR anytime again because what it clearly proved was that no way was it a penalty. And so therefore, even the Wednesday fans that were there, <laughs> as soon as they knew that, it, uh, that the VAR, they were like, nah, it's, it, it isn't. It's not a it penalty. Was the, it was the other side so, of the ground to us. It was the other side. And they, they have like yeah. a little thing up on the screen that says VAR is taking place. And you go, oh, this is new. This is This is exciting. You know what I mean? Once oh, we all calmed down, because there was absolute scenes once the referees blew the whistle, like, you know what I mean? Buying <laughs> <laughs> people everywhere. It was amazing. But, uh, but yeah, the other thing was, like, oh, this is exciting. Look, we, so even thinking back to the World Cup, right? Generally speaking, as soon as the referee made the symbol for VAR, you knew that it was getting reversed, didn't you? The idea is there's a guy in oh, a studio. 100%. That it's says, Sheffield fucking on, Wednesday, isn't it? Well, no, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But the whole point of VAR is, um, right, here we go. Uh, a, a bloke, like, basically taps him on the shoulder virtually and goes, uh, you should probably have another look at that decision. And then he goes off and looks at it and then goes, oh, yeah, yeah, it turns out they were right in the studio because they've had the benefit of a replay and I haven't seen anything. So I'm going to reverse the decision. So as soon as you know that VAR is in play, you know that decision is getting reversed. Um, the only bit of controversy was suddenly we had a drop ball because if it wasn't a penalty, it was going to be a corner, which, bless us, that was as much as we could ever possibly expect. That was the most pressure we had, was winning a corner. Um, and, and and the ref basically said, OK, well, VAR, it's not a penalty, but because I'd given the penalty, so the ball hadn't actually gone out of play because I gave the penalty, it is now a drop ball. Um, and the Wednesday fans, again, bless them, because we're not used to VAR, uh, went mental about that. So, I yeah, from a, you know, that's home, the rules. Storm, <laughs> like, yeah, storming a teacup at home it could, because it was all it's all like, the whole process was self evident. It was explained to you. The referee gave a penalty. Woo, we were excited. Then he said VAR. At which point you go, okay, they're going to review that. You saw it once. That's all you needed to do was see it once to see it wasn't a penalty. Everyone at home was like, well, that's not a penalty. He's not going to give that. Then he doesn't give it, and so everyone at home's like, "Yeah, fair enough." Uh, and everyone in, in the grounds going, "Oh, it's ridiculous! Oh, bloody rubbish! Bloody rubbish!" That's Fudge doing that. Um, and then <laughs> when he gives the drop ball, well, of course he had to give the drop ball, but because everyone in the ground was watching the challenge and going mental when he pointed to the spot, no one actually saw what actually happened after that. So you have to give a drop ball. So it's it, it's a storm but in this a is, This is my question, though, Eddie. This, my question is. Why did our player get waved away when he went in for the drop ball? Because I tell you what, nothing would have made me happier in their box watching Barry Bannon <laughs> take a swing at, at somebody. And the second, the second one is, if this game was played at Hillsborough, VAR wouldn't have played a part. So they, yeah. you know, we don't have VAR capabilities. So because of it, the home tie is the big club. So that means that the FA Cup has has got literally some rules in one ground and some rules in another, which I find absolutely yeah. insane. Do you know what I mean? That has been, I, I, that, I, honestly, that, is, that has been a reason why FIFA have re resisted so many different rule changes because the, the rule for a hundred years has been if you can't apply that rule in park football, you can't apply it anywhere, whether it's the World Cup final, Premier League, La Liga, European Cup, whatever it is. And it's only very recently that they've changed that philosophy. And you know, look, there's, there's good and bad to it. At the end of the day, if that decision had happened at Hillsborough, we'd have still got the penalty, wouldn't we? We would. But would it, it, have would it come right up decision? on the big screen and we'd have all gone, hey, hey, I don't think so. And the referee would have probably <laughs> still changed his mind. No, what, so, I mean, what, guys, we can what would have come up on the screen would have been detached coming soon. <laughs> and how to sponsor the match before the one that you're actually watching. 
Anyway, um, so obviously <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're talking about VAR being the reason that ofs we lost the game. Um, Fudge, there was also a certain man on the pitch that goes by the name of Will Iak. Um, I think he was probably the yeah. main reason we lost that game, wasn't he? He's something. He's something to watch. I've always been a fan of of, uh, of Will Iak. I think he's um, he's he's fun to watch. And what I found out in the pub afterwards is the the um, the Chelsea fans have turned on him. They seem to have. Um, He's not flavour of the month with them. They say he just does backwards and sidewards. But it's obviously, you know, the amount of backwards and sidewards Barry Bannon did uh, made him look like he was an absolute dancer on the pitch. But um, but William was was outstanding. Um, he was he was absolutely something else. I mean, why he wanted to celebrate in front of our fans, though, and then why one of our fans took a pair of goggles, I don't understand. But, you know, I, I, I thought he was absolutely incredible. And the, the, the yards he moved were, were great. And there's um, was it William went off for Jorginho when during the game? I, yeah. I, I actually can't remember. I'd had a lot of strong bow dart throats, and um, you had your Snapchats were brilliant. I remember Higuain. <laughs> I remember Higuain going off and going, "There you are, look, world class international striker. See you later, bye bye." Oh, the, now they're bringing on Giroud, like you know what I mean. And then and then William goes off. Ah, oh, there you are. See you later, pal. Bye bye. Oh, now they're bringing on Jorginho. You know what I mean? It just it all yeah. of a sudden like kind of drove home. Real just life, how, um, yeah. Just how well lowly. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. It was, thank uh, it fuck was fun, we didn't get promoted I... because we'd be bringing on Dave Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I, to be fair though, that, that's that's all I could think of and think, Christ, if we'd have gone up, we'd have made a right ass all of ourselves. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine? The, the the way it was just they didn't even get out of second I mean, gear that's, all day they didn't even that's a whole new problem with sweat. football isn't it that is a whole new problem with football if you are not in the top eight in the Premier League you're going to get shafted week in week out aren't you it's just a case of surviving and uh, I think uh, I think it was um, the Sheffield Wednesday Supporters yeah. Society that tweeted afterwards saying that that actually proves why Championship's probably a better league and a more exciting league to watch um, I mean. We we talk about the yeah. Premier League sometimes on this show, and you know we've all got teams that we watch there. Obviously, I watch Spurs, and this year I'm quite happy watching the Premier League. It's quite a nice nice year to watch. But some years it's just awful. It's awful because if you're not there right from the start, it's a horrible yeah. league. So are we better off where we are? Would it be nice to go up and get the parachute payments because we'll inevitably come down, no. of course. <laughs> um, but obviously, we're talking about the substitutions, and Olivier Giroud is all well and good. But Eddie, there was a certain little Argentinian masterpiece that came on. How excited were you to see his little face? Oh, beyond excited! You know the the, the talisman returns, and um, you know what he did. He he played football like a professional footballer, and nothing more, nothing less. There was no way that he was going to rescue that game. Um, so it was great for him to get some minutes under his belt, but that's all it is. I'm I'm way more excited about the next three weeks of Fernando Forestieri rather than anything that happened in that game because we all knew that at the very most he was coming on to to try and rescue the game. You know, if we were one nil down with ten minutes left, brilliant, no problem. Um. What actually happened was it was just a fitness exercise for him. He could have been coming out on the under-23s as far as this was concerned. So, uh, yeah, it's, it is great that he's back and what he's put on social media and the interview that he's done um, for the website, etc. Uh, brilliant. It sounds like he's got the right attitude for it. Let's see what happens. But the next three weeks are much more exciting to me than anything that happened uh, last Sunday. Yep. Completely agree with you there. I think it was it was exciting to see his little face. Obviously, he seemed to know a few of the backroom staff, didn't he, as well, uh, which was nice. Um, but obviously, I was at home on my sofa. It's dry January. I couldn't face going to the pub with all my family who were drinking. So I thought, well, I pay a TV license. I'll watch it at home. Um, and the crowd. I've just got it. Like, I'm not one of these people that shouts out about our crowd at every single away game or retweets footy crowds away or whatever all the time. But hats off to all 6,000 of you that went on Sunday evening. That was phenomenal. It just, my living room was echoing. It was like 
It was like I'd got tonsillitis again and Wednesday we're playing at home round corner. It was so loud and it was just incredible. I think we really, as I think as a team, we showed ourselves well. I don't think we looked particularly awful. I think we did as well as we expected us to do. I don't think we expected any more than that. I think we expected a lot less. But as a crowd and as a fan base, wow, that is just hats off to all of you. Um, then I want to come up. I'll tell you what, no, I, I, hang on, Vic. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, though. The, the, um, I, I was just going to pile on with uh, congratulations to every one of those 6,000 people mm-hmm. there. Apart from the dickheads chucking coins, they can And goggles. Off. I mean, um, who texts goggles? But, yeah. And do you know what? People say... I mean, what is it, 2009? Steampunk bloody goggles with spikes on. Christ almighty, what bloody goth turned up here? <laughs> the fact that people are trying to justify it by saying he wound up the fans, right? If, if he came over and took a shit in your shoe, it does not give you the right to throw metal at his head. I'm sorry... Absolutely no need for that in any sort of way, shape or form, whether it be in football or just on the street. If, Let me tell you, Fudge, if I went up to you in Meadowall if, <laughs> and just threw a coin at your head, you'd have every right to just punch me in the face. So anyway, moving on, obviously there was so much build up to this game, wasn't there? We were, you know, the press was all over it. Obviously there was the Steve Bruce thing that we've already talked about. There was the underdogs theme. There was the Chelsea theme. There was also a lot of coverage of Mr. Samuel Hutchinson. God bless that man. Um, You couldn't make it up really, could you? (laughs) It was always going to go. There were going to be three options for that night. It was either going to be... Fudge. Fudge. Hutch was going to score a last-minute winner and get his cock out in front of the North Stand, or it was going to be that Hutch was going to give away a penalty with a really sloppy challenge and studs up on someone's shin, or that Hutch was going to get sent off for getting his cock out in front of the North Stand. Uh, It went with the middle option, didn't it, Eddie? He couldn't make it up. Yeah, no, absolutely perfect, Hutch, but... uh... If you had your bets on, people would have had Hutch scoring the winner. People would have had Hutch getting sent off. People would even have had bets on Hutch getting injured. But nobody had Hutch giving away the penalty, but no yellow card, and then not getting a yellow card for the entire rest of the game and finishing 90 minutes. <laughs> there, is, there is no there way is, that that's anyone... True. That's true. That Request a bet so with no, Sky would not have given you that. Yeah, you couldn't have made that one up. Um, look, it, obviously, it was a penalty. It was a terrible challenge, and he probably should have got a card for it. Uh, it was just annoying that it happened so soon after our little bit of VAR. But there's there's no Wednesday fan in the world that can say that we were hard done to. Um, it was a good ta- it was a good tackle to make because it was going to be a goal unless he uh, unless he absolutely chopped the guy. So it is what it is. Exactly. It was a defensive midfielder's risk challenge, wasn't it? He had to do yeah. that. Do, he exactly. had to do, do it. Do you feel that he gets away with murder, Hutch? Because I'll be oh, honest, yeah, yeah. I'm, getting, yeah. I'm getting really fed up with him. I'm getting fed up of oh, four-minute right. injury time cut him every off? week. I'm getting Hutch, fed we're up running out options. of money. We're running out of time and money here. Right. So <laughs> I'm not putting another coin Just in the fudge tonight. Fudgy is a failed boy band member, but he's still a very yeah. good looking man. Hutch <laughs> is a failed Chelsea player, but he's still a very yeah. good looking man. This is just two alpha males rutting. <laughs> just rutting stags. That's what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, yeah. Absolutely. There's the episode name, Rutting Stags. Let's go with that. <laughs> I do, I do think, had it, like, I'm, I'm not going to let you both have a comment here, so, Soz, because, you know, we've been on for ages and we're not getting anywhere. Um, but had it have been at a new hue that made that challenge, all hell would have broken loose. As it stood, it was Sam Hutchinson, and I voted for him for Player of the Month today. Anyway, at the end of the game, um, Kieran Westwood, oh, my God, that photo, Eddie. I sent it to you, didn't I? Oh, of his armpit. <laughs> Um, Kieran Westwood. I know Kieran Westwood took off his shirt, much to my delight. I, I honestly had never seen him in that way before. I love him now. Um, 
He took off his shirt and gave it to a small boy, whatever. But there was a really, like, upset girl at the side of him, and it was heartbreaking to watch. Kieran Westwood being the, what was he called, a nasty man by that prick on Twitter who reckons he's a journalist, called him a nasty man and said, you know, he's the reason that Yoss had dropped everybody because he's a bad influence, he's not good for the club, etc., Kieran Westwood had watched the video back, spotted the girl in question, felt awful, sent her a signed shirt directly to her house. That, my friends, and, is And did, did he just happen to have her name and address and know who the girl was and all that? <laughs> he tweeted don't about get, it, didn't don't he? Don't get manipulated like that, Vic. Oh, my no. life. I think Kieran Westwood is a grade-A bellend, but I reckon he is a horrible person, and I reckon he did have something to do with Joss's demise and all this. Oh. I mean, he got frozen out of the squad, and I think that what we're subject now, and you've seen it since he's got back into the team, you've seen him. Oh, all of a sudden, he's he's a nice guy. He's, he's giving he's shirts out. Guy. That's nice, isn't yeah. it? He's talking to people on Twitter. That's bloody lovely, that. It was only six months ago that he was going, you lot don't know what's gone off. You don't know what you're talking about. Come well, on, man. Don't, right. get, don't get manipulated. Come on. Anyway, Fudge, speaking of being an absolute <laughs> cynical bastard, um, yeah. on the Intercity Owl at the weekend, the coach that picks you up from Flat Street in Sheffield or from outside the club shop, apparently people got a free lunch. Did you read about this? What do you feel about this? It was all apparently paid for by Mr. Chanziri. You're asking It would have been so much funnier if basically it had just been tins of tuna. If it just been like <laughs> those John West meals coach. that you buy at Travel Lodge, just, those vending machines at Travel Lodge, peel up the foil, all the John West you can eat. That would now that would have been funny, but instead, apparently, he's done a, a really nice thing. But that's not newsworthy. Forget about it. Get in the sea, day on and get some tuna <laughs> and get some dark fruit. I actually, do you know what? I think any other chairman in our league, in the leagues below especially, and in the Premier League, if anyone else would have done that, it would have been big news. The fact that it's us, I honestly think that anyone else would have got a bit of coverage out of that. The fact that I've had someone tweet me and say, I don't know if you know, but this is what happened on the coach and Chancery paid for it. I think that says a lot about this football club. I think the I, fact that we've not gone out and done a press release about it, we've let it flow organically, cynical as you might be. You might think that that was the way that it needed to flow. But we've, you know, it just happened and people just got on with it. And there aren't many chairmen that no. will fund a meal for all no. of you whoa. on a coach. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Uh, <laughs> <Whoa>. Dave Allen, <laughs> Dave Allen gave us... Hi ho, Sheffield Wednesday. We didn't. We didn't even. We no one. No one at Hillsborough had heard of that song Eddie. until Dave Allen gave it to us. Eddie. He gave us that we song. Don't. Why are we not thanking Dave Allen for that? I literally he, don't he know. He recorded that song. He wrote it. De right. So Dave, I no literally one, no don't one know who you're talking about. I've never no heard of him. Even don't you. know him. Never heard of him. Move on. Anyway. This podcast I'm is in association in. with the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane. There's an outside bar and heater and shelter now open on match days. If you want to come and join us, just head downstairs, head to the right-hand side as you walk in, and you'll find us around the corner. Now, I want to talk about this afternoon. Obviously, we're recording on a Thursday this week. We are a bit behind. Soz. Um, and it's... You know, it's been a busy week. Uh, obviously, we've just recovered from the Chelsea stuff. We had to wait until old Stevie B was in the job. And today he came out and did his big presser. Um, so I hope you don't mind, guys. I'm just going to rattle through because I listened to it live while I was at work on my lunch trying to, trying to make some notes. So here are my notes. I could be completely wrong. I could have just made it up. It's been a very busy day. Um, so there was a slight delay. It kicked off about 2.45. Steve Bruce mentioned that he'd had some minor operations. It was important for him to return fit and healthy to the club um, and not need time off in future, which I think is a really good thing. Um, we talked about financial fair play. Steve said that he'd faced the same problem at Villa only a few months ago. And he also said that 10 or 12 championship clubs are actually in the same position, those without parachute payments especially. 
Um, he understands the rules. It's not uncommon in the championship at the moment, which kind of gives us a little bit of hope because does that mean that at some point they're going to turn around and go, well, we can't screw over 12 clubs? Or does it mean they're going to go, actually, we're only going to choose one of that 12, let's choose Sheffield Wednesday. Um, he thinks the current situation that we're in at the moment with not being able to get rid of anyone, sign anyone, this is as of this afternoon, um, he thinks that will help him. Um, it'll give him time to wipe the slate clean, forget about the Josh Hukai problems, talk to each player, start afresh, and start for them to earn their places. Um, he thinks we're a similar club to Villa and Forest with similar expectations. <laughs> to quote my notes, he doesn't give a shit that he managed the blunt. Um, then it obviously, <laughs> it took a bit of a weird turn. And in a press conference that we were announcing, probably the biggest name manager that we have had in a very chuffing long time. Um, Chancery was asked about selling the club. He said it was at the fans forum. It wasn't in public. He said that the day after he'd mentioned about selling it, he got offers coming in ranging from 30 million to 135 million. He also said that last year. Bullshit. Got, I mean, what else? Uh, he also said that last year he got an offer of 175 million. He apparently told people that he'd get back to them if he was interested. It transpired that he probably hadn't got back to any of those people, which hinted that he wasn't interested. It sounded like, as we'd assumed before, that it was a bit of a hissy fit and he regrets how he phrased what he said. Um, and also Stevie B knew about the financial fair play problem before he started. So all in all, nothing too shocking there. We knew he wasn't going to start until the 1st of February. We knew that he'd been poorly, got family problems. We knew that he would have, of course, of course, I don't even know how this was even a question with professional journalists of course he knew the situation we were in perhaps anyone knows the situation we're in with financial fair play um and chan series basically not selling the club so all in all a great 15 minutes of press conference um any major comments to make there guys or should we just move swiftly on no it no, is what move. it is isn't it it's it's that yep Absolutely. Good input. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Life was just ran out of power halfway through his sentence. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly as yeah, you said. <laughs> now, obviously, it's just turned five past ten on transfer deadline day, the 31st of January 2019. Does that mean we are, the, the door is now shut? I believe. Is it ten o'clock tonight? Oh, as it actually, let, I mean, it's 11. Oh, is it 11? Shit, you know. Oh, could happen. We could sign Jordan well, Rhodes. Hold on to your hats. Not, not being funny, not being funny, uh, me and Fudge are both wearing our gold ties, and I <laughs> assume, Vic, that you are wearing your Natalie Sawyer tip-revealing gold, gold dress. Yeah, no, I've gone for a black dress and a gold belt, <laughs> loves, uh, and a little gold <laughs> neckerchief. Like a neckerchief, just like classic. an air hostess. You know what, this this could be awful because by the time that people hear this, we could have signed 17 players and we won't know because we're still an hour away from the deadline. But mm. um, as it stands, um, and spoiler warning, we have signed some players, uh, the biggest fear that we had going into today was that they'd announced that because of financial fair play and us not having any money anymore, we, we have sold everybody. And <laughs> amazingly... Including John the, the kit, man. Against... <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, like, to be fair, I'd heard that that we'd turned down like eight eight digit offers for uh, for him. To be fair, <laughs> uh, because you know if he if he goes, Fernando's going. So yeah, I, I know. I think the idea was no news was going to be good news. Um, in terms of outgoings, we've had no news, so everything is mm. phenomenal, and I'm quite happy. And everything else can go by the wayside because we haven't had to do seemingly what we said we were going to have to do, which was going to be balance the books by selling some of our saleable assets. Um, do you know what? That being the likes of Adam Reach, Fessy, etc. Oh. Go on. I love James Marriott more than life itself. I adore that man. I absolutely adore him. But I cannot book, begin book to coming, imagine 
how angry he will be tonight <laughs> that we have not sold Adam Rito Fernando Forestieri as it stands. Because he knows all about the shit, doesn't he? All about the figures and whatever else. And we just sit there and pay our tickets and just go to game. That's all we're bothered about. James knows all that stuff, but he's not on tonight, so we can be happy. Like you said, no news is good news. We've not told anybody, obviously. There was, I put out a call this afternoon to our little uh, text group and said, has anyone got any ideas for the running order tonight? James's one contribution was the £14 million price tag for Fernando Forestieri, which so far has not been paid. So, Soz James, get over it. We're going up. Don't matter. Don't matter. <laughs> Don't matter. I love this. This is, this is, the lunatics have taken over the asylum. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh. like, us without James were all like, nah, bollocks, let's just spend all the money. We're going to get everybody. We're Honestly, everybody. it's like when he yeah, lets sorry. me go to the bar when me and him go on a night out. And I go, yeah, yeah, babe, I'll get you a pint. And I come back with a Sambuca. And he's furious, but he does it anyway because he has to. <laughs> So anyway, tonight we have had a treble signing, guys. And I had to text you because I was cooking and I said, I'm so sorry, I've not had time to do this. I've done the rest of the show tonight. You two can get on Google and Wikipedia. We have made a treble signing. So we've got two guys from Newcastle United. Uh, that sounded like that Jesse from Little Mixer's Jamaican thing, didn't it? Newcastle. Uh, we've got <laughs> Atraf Lazar. And Roland Neil oh Aaron's. Um they've signed on loan to the end of the season. We've also signed someone called Dom Fucking hell. Couldn't just be John Smith, could it? We've also signed someone called Dominic Iorfa. Is it Iorfa? Iorfa? Who signed on a permanent basis from Wolves. Guys, you've had the homework to research this. Tell me what you know. I don't know anything about the two Geordies. I know nothing about them. They're they're probably squad players. I, I, I don't know enough about them. I was making uh, beans on toast when you asked me to do it. You know the beans with the sausages in the middle make the beans taste funny. Uh, it was very tasty. I had some endos on it. Lovely stuff. However, I, I Orfer, uh, Efer, you know the uh, the Irish name. I think that's the best way I go with it. I I offer. Um, He's a player we've come up against. He's, uh, he's, I think he's been in the club for like, it must be eight, nine years now. He's actually a proper player. He's actually a proper signing. It, this is like going back to when we signed Jack Hunt. We've got somebody good, like, sorry, excuse oh, me. Oh, Jack. Never said that before no, in my life. No, don't yeah. bring him up. So, um, yeah. I, and we've got him permanently as well. Now, currently, you've got James and Peter Lohman there, sat there with our calculators for, uh, for hours about to start. I'll let them do the math on it. But we've signed a man, and I'm very happy about it. I'm proper and all. As far as we're concerned, it's all fine. Owls about start are shitting themselves. All lot's gone up. They've gone postal <laughs> over there. We're just like, woo, three new signings. <laughs> James is going skits. He's sat shaking in a corner in his little house. But we're just like, woo, signings. Yes. <laughs> I tell you what. So uh, about three p.m. this afternoon, um, I heard that both Akraf Lazar and Rolando Aaron's had offered uh, the Owls about stat lads out for a fight. <laughs> they, they didn't even care about signing for Wednesday. They were just like bollocks. We just, we're going to we're going to smack you up. We're going to smash you, lads. So um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I, you know, so. Um, I think, as Fudge says, Dominic Iorfa, I'd actually heard of him. I, I don't watch as much football as I probably should um, to be a pundit on a, a very, very popular and listened to uh, podcast. Uh, but I'd heard of him and I've seen him play a couple of times. And actually, he he sound he's the sort of player that we need to be signing um, to give us a bit of strength in depth. These other two, I had no idea. So I got on, uh, got on my computer and I started typing stuff in. And um, it turns out that um, Pornhub is not the best place to start researching signings that Sheffield Wednesday have made. Because, <laughs> Apart yeah, from Kieran yeah, Lee. Yeah, yeah. Well, within yeah, yeah within, within five minutes of going onto Pornhub and trying to type those in, I was in a very dark hole. I'm not being funny. Um, I'd seen people having sex in taxis. I'd seen point of view videos of some very, very strange sexual practices. And I'd learned nothing about either Rolando Aaron's or Akraf Lazar. 
So I'm, you know. But you know, Kim I'm Kardashian. Hoping, I'm hoping that. <laughs> I, only the things that I've seen um, can't be unseen now. So, um, you know, so I've done it. I've done it so you don't have to. So, kids, if you're listening, don't go on Pornhub and type Rolando Aaron's in or Achaf Lazar. Um, it's, 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 you're going to have a bad time. Well, yeah. So after the new signings that none of us know anything about, let's be honest, for Lazar and Aaron's, they all just sound like a bit of a throat infection to me. Um, We move on to Ipswich away this weekend. Guys, right, this is my first away game of the season. I know, hashtag armchair. Um, Hashtag been going 30 years, get over yourself. But it's also, for me, it's quite a special moment, my friends, because it is the end of Dry January! Oh, my oh God, my this is going to be such a mess, isn't my it? My days. It has been end of what? Dry January. Is this what middle-class people do to try and give themselves some, some meaning? Do you know what? You know what I mean? Where they, where they pretend that they've drank too much no, over Christmas. I... No, but the bloody hell cares. When was the last time you had a drink? When was the last time? When was the last time you had an alcoholic drink? Exactly. New Year's Eve, eleven p.m. So I am. But why? Because I've done it for charity. If you're not sponsored me, bastard, I've done it for Prostate Cancer UK. No idea. Oh well, there you are. Then I was—I was literally about to go on a big, uh, a big, uh, a big rant about then about uh, about people um, doing charity work <laughs> or doing social media and not having to take the camera. But but we'll leave it there. Let's move on. Anyway, so for me, I don't know about you guys. I'm going. It's my first, like I said, first day off dry January. I'm very, very excited. Um, I have to get a train to Doncaster by eight a.m. in the morning. I'm going down with some of the lads from the oh, company. That's that's not. That's that's not exciting, Vic. You know, get excited by all means, but don't get excited about having to get a train to Doncaster. No, no, I'm fuming about that thing. bit. Uh, but they won't pick me up because it's apparently way out of the way, <laughs> like an hour's way out of the way, bastard. Um, so oh, I'm yeah. going to take a few cans of gin and tonic. I'm going to have a nice time. I'm very, very, very giddy about the whole thing. If you see me, please don't. Just don't talk to me because I'm going to be so wasted. It's going to be awful. Um, but anyway, let's talk about potential lineup. Obviously, we've got three new starters. We've got Fessy back. Alman Abdi has apparently got a clean slate. Um, Fudge, what do you reckon? What about Alman Abdi? going to play. Um, I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> On a, I swear I'm going to be surprised that, um, that the chairman's let it happen. Like, you know what I mean? I find it, I find it weird, but um, but yeah, but the, the, the lineup going going through the lineup, who's who's going to start? I I still don't think Fessy will be starting. Um, we'll probably go to Ipswich with a game plan of trying to concede less than the other team, even though they are dreadful and bottom of the league. Um, I still don't trust my club enough to turn up and try and win somewhere away. I think it'll be tentative. We'll probably play um, probably play a back five. It, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be. Stephen Fletcher running around on his own, elbowing people for 70 minutes until we can try and score a corner or something like that. It's going to be very tentative, I'm afraid. I, I, I could not disagree more. Right, why, why have we got Steve Bruce in? It's not just to make up the numbers, is it? He's been given the job of getting us promoted. I think we're going to go shit or bust. I expect us to play six up front at this point. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we, but we have to do something, don't we? So the idea is we, we can't afford Steve Bruce. We can't afford Steve Bruce's signings. We can't afford the wages that Steve Bruce and his signings are, are, are commanding. So, therefore, we have to go for it. So, if, if Dave Fonchansiri has interviewed him and gone, Steve, how are we, what, what are your plans? How are we going to get out of the, the, the mess that we're in right now? And Steve has gone, well, I think we're probably going to keep it tight and, you know, just try and hit him on the break. Then Mr. Chansiri needs to sack himself. What I want to see is absolute swashbuckling <laughs> madness. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I've got no problem with that. I honestly could not give a shit if we get tonked 6-3 by Ipswich. I'd like <laughs> to see us just score and go mental. Just let's, let's just have it. 
This is, this is, this is, this <laughs> Once is again, his... James's head has absolutely exploded yeah. somewhere yes, on it again. Yes, yes. Honestly, there'll not, be avocado all no... over Ecclesall Road right now. Well <laughs> and real well ale. Why, <laughs> why, why have Sheffield Wednesday hired and paid Steve Bruce other than to get us promoted? How do we get promoted? Go fucking mental. And so I assume that's what's going to happen. If he doesn't, if he doesn't start with New You and Zhao as central defenders, then he's he, he's missing a trick, as far as I'm concerned. And Alex Bruce up front. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that'll yeah, be transfer deadline. It'll be it's twenty two eighteen right now, right? If. At 22.59, Jim White isn't announcing that Alex Bruce has been signed. He's been given squad number nine, and he's starting up front. Then bollocks to it. I don't care anymore. Predictions, folks. Fudge. Uh, 1-0, Sheffield Wednesday. 6-3 Ipswich. (laughs) I'll go. Oh, imagine if it is now when you don't put a bet on it. I'm going to go 2-1 Wednesday um, just because I'm quite excited about it. I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing. Um, anyway, hashtag pass on plastic, my friend. Sheffield Wednesday and the Owls Community Programme are proud to announce that the club is making a commitment to tackle at a reliance on plastic products, not just on match day, but on every day. Talks about a few like shitloads of fish and that that are dying. Um, and how we're going to go around schools and stuff. Yeah. Shit, loads of fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the the irony of a man that catches and kills and packages tuna owns a football club that's worried about killing fish. Looking up, that he's not even news. Let's move on. And the irony is, it's a football club Absolutely that won't even good. serve you a fucking drink without a lid, and will serve it in a plastic pot. So, yeah, so yeah. we're apparently hashtag passing on plastic, but we're not at all. Um, man of the month, folks. So the vote is out. Yeah, that's it, Vic. Who is it this month? Who are you seeing this <laughs> month? Come on, tell us all about oh, it. Oh, I wish I had one. I don't have one any month. I'm not seeing anybody still. <laughs> um, guys, who would you vote for as your man of the month? I, I went for Hutch just because I felt like just because he'd given away a penalty and I kind of felt like I wanted to make him feel better, in all honesty. What about you two? Who have you gone for? Who are you going to go for? Obviously, it's not player of the month, it's man of the month, whatever, James. Um, who would you go for? Oh, God. I, I, I like the idea of uh, Kieran Westwood coming in and, and, and getting it because he, he's done well since he's been in. But there was, still, there was something about that bloke slagging him off on Twitter that stuck with me about the ones where he pretends to be injured and then and then you think about all the fallouts he's had over the years with various managers and you think, well, I wonder where it is. But, I, you know, if it's just based on footballing, I think Westwood for me. Uh, for me, it's hands down Alex Bruce, isn't it? And in number nine, <laughs> he defends his dad, looks after, is it Alex looks Bruce after his family, he's like, played the blue white stripes before. Or JP McGovern. Either, either, either. The ent- it, basically, it. it's the entire, the entire Kilmarnock <laughs> squad. They play in blue white stripes, don't they? Anyway, so, you know. Man of the month, yeah, man of the yeah, month yeah. is Kilmarnock. Uh, Amen Brophy plays up front. Chris Boyd, top scorer last season. <laughs> I know about Kilmarnock things. Love a, love a bit of killing. Right, so next week on the Kilmarnock week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, Steve Clark, li- live and proud. Without his book. Bloody hell, imagine if Reader Johnson signed for them, we'd be done for it, wouldn't we? Oh, it would be absolute <laughs> scenes on toast. If that scenes happened. on toast with sausages. Fudgies, babies, everything. Right. Oh, my God. Anyway, if you want to meet these two arseholes and myself and James and whoever else and Dickie (laughs) on a match day, you can find us at the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane. We are bang opposite the car park that the players park in. So if you come after the match, you'll often find me and James screaming like little Miley Cyrus fangirls at Kieran Westwood. Anyway, I just want to move on. Has anyone got any other business? Yeah, if uh, if anybody wants to see me at the ironic uh, protest, I'll be there with those uh, four-pack uh, kind of dark fruit things holders whilst at a rally, a uh, Greenpeace rally. So uh, if anybody wants... I think, I think Dave Ponchamacier was going to be there, actually, because <laughs> uh, he likes some uh, ironic um, 
WWF kind, not you know the original WWF, <laughs> not not Hulk Hogan, like some ironic chanting. <laughs> I couldn't even finish it; I was dying. <laughs> as long as it's not Mick Foley, because so obviously gonna, Mick we'll Foley's been training for all the wrong reasons this week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah are you not going to mention the bit that I've tagged you in in the script, Fudge? Or is this just? Uh, the Wednesday Voice is a, a Twitter account that I've got here. Uh, voice underscore Wednesday. Uh, nobody knows Sheffield Wednesday better than the fans. This page is made by the fans for the fans, which uh, which sounds fun. Uh, which uh, I assume is going to be a lot of uh, Sheffield Wednesday fans going bloody rubbish. Can't believe it. It's not like the old days and just sounding generally yeah. like a, a Hovis advert. Um, <laughs> but we're more swearing. That is that is the voice of the fans. Though. That is legitimately the voice of the fans. You're halfway between Owls Talk and the Wednesday Week is the Wednesday voice, clearly. Any other business as well, obviously. I just want to point out a rumour that I heard tonight with the transfer deadline daster. Apparently, the big man himself, you know, I'm, I'm looking at him now. He's on my mantelpiece, Atty. Apparently, he's off to Puddersfield. If this happens... <laughs> That is, that is, I, I, who tweeted I that? Was I that don't know. FL92 or something like that? I got like sent it by my friend Max. That, that, that may as well be he, oh, It was either Max or Jono, and then one of them said, I'll fucking drive him myself if it happens. So I don't I don't know if it's true. I don't know. That's but, standard. I mean, I'd be devastated, but Atty Babes, I am commutable from Huddersfield. Any other business, guys? No, just the fact that. No, not happened. There's. Uh, it's it's the Super Bowl this weekend. Fudge, I know you are a big fan yep. of American Hand Egg. Um, what yep. what are your what are your plans for the Super Bowl? And do you have any uh, any advice for Wednesday fans who are trying to escape this horrendous lifestyle that we have brought ourselves into um, and, and watching <laughs> what, watching the greatest show on turf? Uh, well, you know, uh, be, you know, prepare yourselves for fireworks and a light show because uh, you know that's that's where they invented it. That's uh, that's all. That's always fun. Now, what you've got, uh, if if you want to get into the sport, I can explain it to you. Uh, you've got you've got this one guy who seems to be a lot cleverer than the other guys, and then um, <laughs> and then you've got he stands behind some fat guys. He chucks the ball to a short, quick guy, and that then uh, they like start the again. And that's pretty much it. And then you have some other fat guys and some big guys trying to. Yeah, trying to stop the other guys. Yeah, that's that, that, that's pretty much it. Um, they've so got, they've got more involved, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're yeah, they they have uh, they have more adverts going on. But apart from <laughs> that, um, I, I've I've heard a rumor that D taxis will be launching an advert through the Super Bowl. Sponsored by Elevate. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I might buy a car. If yeah, if yeah, El- yeah, yeah. if. If Elevate and D Taxis have bought Super Bowl commercials, then I'm, I'm going to record. I'm going to live stream the entire Super Bowl on the half of the Wednesday week because that would be it'd be the future, wouldn't it? There. Yeah. So yeah, if you uh, if if you want to get involved in the NFL, uh, I'll uh, keep an eye on that. Actually, I think it's normally around. It kicks off about eleven o'clock. Yeah, it lasts for about three three and a half hours, and. Uh, and if you keep an eye on my Twitter feed at Dan Fudge, there'll be some hilarious uh, pissed up banter on there for you. So uh, keep an eye on that for you, right. kids. I mean, yeah, and, and you know what? Um, I'll be there at, at sausage at sausage arms. Um, I'm sure all the Owls Americas uh, boys. What a big shout out for the Owls Americas because have you seen how many meetups they got for our you know for the FA Cup game this weekend? Fifteen. Separate meetups with multiple people. Unbelievable scene. As, as they, from sea to shining sea, as they would have it, from San Francisco to New Orleans to Atlanta to New York uh, to Norwalk, Connecticut. Uh, the American fans of Sheffield Wednesday, uh, they have it harder than us because they get up at stupid o'clock in the morning to watch uh, the, the the mighty Wednesday play, so it must have been brilliant for them to have a, a tea time kickoff where they could actually start drinking at a sensible time. And so they, I'm sure, will be watching the Super Bowl, and uh, we will be feeling a little bit of their pain because we're going to have to start drinking at 11 p.m. and carry on through until yes. stupid yes. stupid <laughs> I, I, I for one uh, hope to still be drinking at 4 a.m. So uh, yeah, at Sausage Arms on Twitter. Uh, and we will be following all of the American handed action and hoping that there might be, uh, you know, John Harks might be in the crowd. Uh, who knows? Who knows what happens to this crazy American? Right. World? Anyway, back to Sheffield Wednesday. 
Um, <laughs> before I would go, I just want to give a shout out to Tampa Owls from Twitter, who apparently flew over for the Chelsea game and then flew back the day after. Are you yeah, fucking kidding me? Like, absolute legend, isn't he? Top um, anyway, you've both already dropped in your Twitter names, so therefore I'm not giving you the chance to do a shout out at the end. If you want to follow me, you can find me at Victoria1867 on Twitter. If you want to find the podcast, we are at TWWcast. If you want to find James, who we've basically slagged off all night, he is at James Marriott. If you want to find Dickie Owl, it's his birthday. Woo! He is at Dickie Owl, funnily enough. If you want to check out the website, we are www.thewednesdayweek.co.uk. And basically, that is the end of the show. So enjoy your time. Enjoy your time. (laughs) Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.